2: Have you ever thought about what happens within a family overseas that knows only hunger day after day? Parents live in desperate frustration knowing their children are not receiving proper nourishment and are still unable to provide for them. And the children find it hard to understand why they should not receive the food their bodies crave. This frustration is working today among the millions of hungry families in war-devastated areas. Care food packages going into these homes bring more than just the wholesome food that gives energy and health. They bring cheer and hope. They help families in the important work of reconstruction of their lives and country. Send the Care food package today. Send $10 to Nonprofit Care, New York. That's spelled C-A-R-E, Care. 50 Broad Street, New York 4, New York. Again, Care, 50 Broad Street, New York 4, New York. Now, The Shadow.
0: The Shadow, who waged the forces of law and order, is in reality, Lamont Cranston, wealthy young man about town. Years ago in the Orient... Cranston learned a strange and mysterious secret, the hypnotic power to cloud men's minds so they cannot see him. Cranston's friend and companion, the lovely Margot Lane, is the only person who knows to whom the voice of the invisible shadow belongs. Today's drama, The Wigmakers of Doom Street. <laughs> It is almost midnight, and in the long-deserted theatrical district of the city, the dim lights throw a yellow glow on the dark, wet pavements. Two figures walk along the deserted street, one a thin, gentle old man,
3: the other a girl, young, pretty, but shabbily dressed. We're almost there. This is our street, my dear. It's dark. Well, not many people live on Doom Street anymore. The old theaters and costume shops closed up years ago. Come along, my dear.
4: But your wife, won't won't she object to your bringing a total
3: stranger into the house? Oh, nonsense. Matilda will be delighted. She enjoys doing things for nice girls like you. Now, come along. She must be a wonderful
4: woman.
3: Oh, she is. She is. But you'll see for yourself. Now, then, here we are. I'll let her know that we're here.
4: Come in, Wilford.
5: Wilford Chatfield, where have you been? You've given me such a fright. I... Well, who have we here, Wilford?
3: This is Frieda, Matilda. The poor girl is a stranger in town. Has no friends. No place to stay.
5: Why, you poor dear. Come in. Come in. Thank you. Oh. What a nice little room. You must be tired and cold. Wilfred, make us some tea and uh, maybe a little brandy. Of course, my dear, of course. Thanks a lot. I didn't know there were people like you. I've been alone and kind of frightened, I guess. Well, you're not alone anymore, and you'll never be frightened again. Here, uh, take your hat off. Mm-hmm. There. Oh, what beautiful blonde hair. And so long. Thank you. It reaches down to my waist.
3: Doctor, well, it is. Nothing like a spot of tea to cheer you up.
5: Oh, I can use it. Careful now. It's very hot. Mm. Good. Do you
4: do this often? Take girls in like this, Annie?
5: As often as we can, my dear. Wilford and I have no kin of our own. We like to help out people in trouble. How
4: nice. I beg
5: your pardon, I've just become so stupid. Well, don't worry your little head about it. Here, uh, lean back. Be
1: comfortable. So
4: warm and friendly. It seemed so long ago I was warm.
5: Well, Wilford, we'd better get started. Uh,
3: perhaps you'd better feel her pulse, just to be sure.
5: Yes. Well, Matilda? She's dead. Splendid. Splendid. That new medicine is really wonderful. So quick and painless everything prepared in the basement. Oh, yes,
3: I made a place for her to rest this morning. I think she'd be very comfortable.
5: Fine, you take care of the things in the basement and I'll get right to work.
3: Splendid. I'll be right back, my
5: dear. Oh, such beautiful hair. Such beautiful, long, blonde hair. I'm sure it'll be the very nicest wig we ever made. (laughs)
0: Not too busy to talk to us, Commissioner? Busy? Of course I'm busy. But I can always find time for you two. What's on your mind, Cranston?
1: Lamont has another one of his hunches, Commissioner.
0: Oh, I might have known. What is it this time, Cranston? Well, I was reading this morning's paper about the disappearance of Frida Hurley, a little blonde girl from 8th Street. What's so exciting about that? It happens all the time. Girls come on hoping for a career, don't make the grade, or too stubborn to go home and admit defeat. Disappear? Yes, I know, Commissioner, but this is only one of several similar cases during the past month. All blondes, all disappeared, all from the same section of the city. It would be coincidence, you know. And if it weren't coincidence? Well, it could be a number of things. Suicide, for instance. Those disappearances aren't necessarily connected. Well, then you have considered the possibility that they are. I mean, of course, we have.
1: You think it's suicide, Commissioner?
0: That's one of the possibilities, Margo. But just the same, we're checking several angles. Well, in that case, you won't need my help. We'll run along. Okay, Cranson. Come in anytime you two. Glad to see you.
1: Goodbye, Commissioner. Goodbye. Well, Lamont. Satisfied?
0: No, neither is Western Margot. There's more behind these disappearances than a series of suicides.
1: What could it be? Robbery's out of the question. The girls were almost penniless.
0: Police are handicapped in a case like this, because they must stick to formal procedures. We don't have to.
1: What you intend to do?
0: Well, I intend to see our old underworld friend, Adolphus Q. Poindexter.
1: (laughs) Not that weird little old man.
0: If there's anything behind these disappearances, I have a feeling Mr.
2: Poindexter will know about it.
1: find these places. I've never seen such a dive. And the characters.
0: Quiet, darling. You'll hurt the proprietor's feelings. He thinks he caters to an exclusive clientele.
1: It's exclusive, all right. Looks like you can't get in unless you've served 20 years or more. Well, well guess...
0: here's
4: our friend himself. Hello, Mr. Poindexter. Oh, my very dear friend, Mr. Cranston, and the lovely Miss Lane. Oh, how nice, how very nice. Hello, Mr. Poindexter. <laughs> well, and what's this? Why, how very thoughtful, my favorite refreshment. Oh, I didn't expect this. No, not at all. <laughs> ah, much refreshing. Yes.
0: I need some help, Mr. Uh, Poindexter. Yes? I'm trying to find some connection between a series of girls' disappearances. You've heard about the wave of disappearances lately?
4: Uh, vaguely, yes, vaguely. Uh-huh. Glasses seem to hold less and less, it seems. Try <laughs> mine, it's full. Why, how charming. What, uh, oh, but I wouldn't think of it, but Oh, but of course you want me to. Well, anything to oblige. <sighs> <clears throat> <clears throat>
0: the missing girls, Mr. Poindexter? Uh, girls,
4: girls? What? Oh, yes, 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 of course. The, the ones that disappeared. They were
0: yes. all blondes, according to the paper, and all penniless.
4: Uh-huh. Uh, you've, uh, you've met Simon Ferret? Uh, no, of course not. Mm-hmm. Not a very nice person, Simon Ferrett, but you should meet him. Do you think
0: he's involved in the girls' disappearances? Oh, mm,
4: couldn't say. Unsavory, completely disreputable fellow. Uh, <coughs> oh, oh, pardon, uh, dryness of the throat, you know. Dry
0: uh, I... mine. I haven't touched
4: it. Why, thank you. <sighs> uh, girls all disappeared from the same section of the city, correct? That's right. Around the deserted theater district? That's right. There's no theatrical warehouse near Schumann Alley hardly ever used anymore. In the rear of the warehouse is an office. Simon Ferret lives in it. I think you'll find it interesting to talk to him. Very interesting. That's
0: all I wanted to know. Thank you, Mr. Poindexter. Come, Margo.
4: <coughs> You're uh, quite welcome. Oh, uh, Mr. Cranston, yeah? uh, didn't you forget something?
0: Hmm? Oh, yes, yes, of course. I'll arrange for another round of uh, throat moistener on my way out.
4: <coughs> oh.
5: Come in. Wilford, it's Mr. Ferrett. Put on some tea. Never
6: mind the tea. You were supposed to have something for me tonight. You got it?
5: Yes, and wait until you see it. It's the most beautiful thing you've ever seen. Wilford, bring me the wig. You are,
6: my dear. But that's another blonde one. I told you I didn't want any more blonde ones.
5: But isn't it beautiful? Yeah,
6: yeah, it's terrific. But from now on, I gotta be redheads or brunettes. I got all kinds of outlets, see? Costumers, hairdressers. They think your stuff's okay, best they've ever seen, but you got to mix up the colors. Yes,
5: but I... Wilford?
6: Uh, all right, Matilda. The, uh, 200. That's an awful lot to pay for a wig.
5: But you make a little profit too, don't you, Mr. Ferret?
6: I do, all right. Now, remember, no more blondes.
5: We'll remember, won't we, Wilford? But, Matilda, now, look,
6: perhaps. You get me the kind of merchandise I want... Maybe I'll drop a few hints about you too. Hints?
3: Drop a few hints to whom?
6: Well, the police, maybe. What?
5: Now, Wilford, we'll Mister Ferret is right. From now on, we'll make a special effort to get what you want.
6: I thought you'd see it my way. I'll be back tomorrow night. Oh, uh, I'd hate to see you go back on your word. <laughs> Bye now.
3: What an unpleasant man! Why? I should have insisted that he leave when he adopted that tone with us, Matilda. Now,
5: Wilford, we must control our temper
3: here. with the police? Why, that's ridiculous.
5: Wilford, when you're in commerce, you must deal with all kinds. Now, I think you'd better leave on your next assignment. But, Matilda, now... And I... don't forget Wilford. Brunettes. <laughs>
1: Sure, it's a good idea for us to be in this old warehouse. A trap you know?
0: That's well, the only way we can meet our friend Ferret, Marco and I'm very anxious to make his acquaintance.
1: That must be his door. One oh, with the light under.
0: Probably. Now well, let's go in. Ferret? Uh, uh, what do you want? Who are you? My name is Mount Cranston. My friend, Miss Lane. What do you want here? You sound nervous, Mr. Ferret. You needn't be. We're not the police. Police? Uh, why why should I be afraid of the police? It's a little odd to be operating a legitimate business in this part of town, isn't it, Mr. Ferret?
6: So the rent's cheaper here. So what's it to you? Besides, this is a good location for what I sell. And what kind of merchandise do you deal in, Mr. Ferret? Look, friends, I don't know what you want, but you're in the wrong place. Now you better get out fast. If I
0: were you, I'd be a little more cooperative. District attorney, I'd like to know about some of your enterprises. You're fishing, Mister. You're bait showing.
6: I'm a legitimate operator. Yes.
0: What's your interest in the three girls that have disappeared in the past few weeks? Three blonde girls. Three... three blondes? What about it, Ferret? I... I don't know what you're talking about. But you do have some connection with them. Now, ah, look, mister, you better get going. I'm not you're going, going right now.
4: he's got
0: a gun. And I got a permit to use it. How do you act smart and blow, or do I have to... Okay, Ferret. You got a point there. We'll go. And don't come back. We'll be seeing you, Ferret. Come on, go.
1: I'm afraid we didn't look very good. <laughs>
0: but we did, Margo. We accomplished exactly what we set out to do.
1: We did? How? Oh. The
0: minute I mentioned the missing blondes, it bit. So? So he must be either tied up with their disappearance or he's working for someone who is. And I think we scared him enough to send him running to the real head. All we have to do is follow.
1: okay. You told me there was a place I could sleep tonight. Where is it?
3: My wife's and my home is right down in this next corner, my dear, down this block.
1: What kind of a deal is this, anyway? I
3: told you, my dear, my wife, Matilda, runs a little refuge for girls who've been, well, uh, unfortunate.
1: Yeah, that's me, all right. I had nothing but tough luck since I hit this town. Of
3: course, my dear. Now, come on, come on, this way.
5: Hey, let's on oh, my arm. Who are you pulling?
3: Uh, I beg your pardon. I, I just don't like to keep my dear wife waiting. I
5: don't get it.
1: Why should you and your wife care about me or my kind?
3: You're here. It's so beautiful.
5: What?
3: Uh, nothing. Uh, nothing, my dear. Uh, here we are. Uh, shall we go in?
5: I changed my mind. But
3: you mustn't, my dear. Uh, you must come Get in.
5: your hands off me, What? Me, I Please, said. my
3: dear, now don't raise what your voice. Let me Go or I'll raise the rope. Don't raise Set your, your hands voice. hands off. You've my got throat. to be quiet. You've got to. You're so stupid. Stop it. That is it, my dear. You were talking so loud. Why, do you. What's the matter? She must have fainted. Why, she. Wilfred, what is
5: it?
3: She. she struggled, my <laughs> children. No, I. I didn't want her to be heard, and I I was just trying to keep her from
5: screaming. Wilford, how unkind of you. I've told you so often you must be gentle with these girls. Now look what you've done. This one is dead.
0: return to The Shadow in just a minute.
2: Nowadays, no one questions the fact that public education is one of the cornerstones, perhaps the cornerstone, of a successful democracy. Unfortunately, it's also the cornerstone of a successful dictatorship. As far back as 1647, before there even was the United States of America, the Massachusetts colony began establishing a public education system. But only 50 years later, over in France... Louis XIV, one of the greatest despots of all times, signed an ordinance requiring regular attendance at school. Our own Thomas Jefferson placed his hope for democracy in a growing education, but Hitler too knew there was no possible future for Nazi rule without compulsory education, which is just a reminder that the word education can mean all things and anything, can lead to free thought or captive thought, and... Whether you're a parent of school children or not, it's up to you as an American citizen to keep our system of public education democratic and strong. The schools belong to you and me. Let's be sure they're good. And now, back to the shadows. Lamont
0: Cranston and Margot Lane are investigating a series of strange disappearances. In each case, the girl has been blonde, penniless, and friendless. Suddenly, there's a strange break in the pattern, and Lamont and Margot go to police headquarters and Commissioner Weston. Well, I see you've read of the new disappearances in that same district, Cranston. It's Another girl, Commissioner. Only this time a brunette. Exactly. Breaks the pattern, doesn't it?
1: Do you still think they're suicide, Commissioner?
0: I guess not, Margo. Too many coincidences involved.
1: What do you plan to do, Commissioner?
0: I'm thinking of throwing a cordon the men around the district. They'll filter in. There'll be no publicity or fanfare. That way, we won't scare off the real operators if there are any. Commissioner, I have a favor to ask. Give me a couple of hours on this case before you move in. What do you know about this, Cranston? Nothing, but I do suspect a lot. If I'm right, I think we can crack this racket tonight. Well, it can't hurt to try. Our plan doesn't go into effect till midnight. That's all the time I need, Commissioner.
1: Come on. How can you be so sure that Ferret will contact the real brains behind the racket tonight?
0: What else can he do, Margot? If you've thrown a scare into him, you'll have to report it to the others.
1: Suppose he falls?
0: No, I don't think so, Margot. Back into the shadows, there he is.
1: He's heading up the street. What do we do?
0: Then we get going stop. Then we follow.
1: Let's turn the corner. Come
0: on. He must have gone down this alley.
1: I've never noticed this here. What's the name of it? Oh, Doom
0: Street. We're in luck, Margot. How? Oh. It's a dead end. Parrot will have to come this way when he leaves. When he does, we'll be here
2: to meet him.
3: Me, you... Why, what's happened? You look so pale. Where's Wilford? Oh, Mr. Ferrett, why, I didn't expect you so early. What about the wigs? i got one for you, a nice brunette wig. Oh, it's beautiful, isn't it, Matilda? I need two.
5: Be patient, my dear Mr. Ferrett. Wilford must have time. We haven't
6: got time. I just got an order for another brunette job. I'm going to fill it, and then I'm getting out.
5: Getting out? I'm
6: going back to shoving hot cars or something. This racket's getting too cozy.
5: Cozy? What do you mean? The
6: cops, private eyes, somebody's wise. I need another wig, Wilford. How long will it take? Next week? Now, look, we haven't got that much time. I want that wig tomorrow.
3: I never saw you so excited, Mr. Finn
6: Oh, I don't know how I ever got mixed up with a couple of nuts like you. Now, look, there's a private eye called Lamont Cranston on my tail. He and a gal named Lane were at my office. He's got a line on those missing dames.
5: But I, no, I... Wilford, this is no time to argue. Mr. Ferret gives us such good prices for our wigs, and he needs one more.
3: I can't do it. Not by tomorrow, Mitchell.
6: I'm getting that wig tomorrow. The police are getting tipped off to you, both of you. I'll be back. You better have the merchandise waiting for me.
0: I don't think Ferret will be very long, Margot. He seems. That to... may be him you now.
1: You don't think he suspects he was followed?
0: I don't think. Quick, it's ferret, all right. Back into the shadows.
1: Marty must have seen us. Stop him.
0: He's making a break for it. I'll handle him, Margo. What about me? Get a cab, go straight home. I'll call you as soon as I can.
1: Ferret, he's getting away. He won't,
0: Margo. I think the shadow can outrun our friend.
1: better start walking. That's the third cab with a fare in the last ten minutes. Good evening, this?
3: Oh, you startled me. Are you Miss Lane, Mr. Cranston's friend?
1: Yes, I'm Margot Lane.
3: Thank heavens, Mr. Cranston asked me to find you. I'm Wilfred Chatfield. My wife and I are old friends of Mr. Cranston. Lamont wanted me? He just phoned. He wanted you to wait at my home, right down here.
1: But where is Lamont?
3: Well, he said he was very busy. He called just a second ago and asked me to look for you.
1: I don't understand. Mr.
3: Cranston couldn't wait to explain. He merely said to tell you that it would not be safe for you to go home now.
1: I see. Well, all right. Where is your house?
3: Just a few steps more. Here we are, Miss Lane.
5: Back so soon?
3: Yes, Miss Tilda. I had wonderful luck. I found Mr. Cranston's friend, Miss Lane.
5: Oh, come in, my dear. Come in. Thank you, Mr. Chatfield. What a nice little room. I'm so glad you like it. Oh, Wilford, what will Miss Lane think, letting her stand here half chilled? Bring some tea and uh, a spot of brandy. Right
3: away, my dear.
5: Sit here, Miss Lane. Thank you. Uh, let me take your hat. There. Oh, my, what beautiful hair. And brunette. Thank you. Did... Did Lamont say when he'd be here? Uh, Right away, my dear. It won't be long. Nothing like a steaming
3: pot of tea. That'll chase the chills out of your bones.
5: Thank you, Wilford. I'll pour for Miss Lane. Now. There you are, my dear. That'll do the trick. Mm. Thank you. Nice and warm,
1: just like the room. Mm. It was wonderful. Lucky for us there were no taxis. Eh, hey, Miss Lane? Lucky for me. Oh. Oh, I thank your pardon. I don't know why I should be so sleepy. You must have had a trying day. Oh. I know it's unforgivable, but I can hardly keep my eyes open. Well, close your eyes, my dear. Oh. That's it. Relax. Oh. Joke
5: on, Lamar. Come and find me asleep. <coughs> we must hurry, Wilford. I'll get things ready in the basement. We don't have the time. I'll do it here. But, Matilda... I'll do it here, Wilford.
1: Oh.
3: Matilda, she isn't
5: dead. It doesn't matter. We haven't time
3: to waste. Well, but well, that wouldn't be right, Matilda. We've never done it while they were still
5: alive. The rest were different. Don't you see, Wilford? This one is a spy from the police. But we can't do it to her yet. She's not dead. I can do it and I will. No, Matilda, no.
3: Who's that? Don't answer it, Wilford.
5: Matilda. Don't answer it.
3: Somebody's coming in. Who is it? (laughs)
5: who's laughing who is it what do you want
0: wigs that's all I want just wigs four beautifully quaffed wigs three blonde and one brunette
5: we have no wigs here
3: he knows Matilda be quiet
5: Wilfred
0: I not only want the wigs but I want their original owners
3: Oh, <laughs> But they're resting in the basement. Why, they're... Shut up, Wilford. Can't you see he's tricked you? The
0: dead never rest, Wilford. Listen. Matilda,
3: I hear them. I hear them coming. Wilford, be quiet.
0: Can't you hear them coming, Matilda?
3: Yes, listen, Matilda. The girls, you hear them? They didn't rest. You said that they would. You said they would. Keep quiet, you crazy fool.
0: Wilford knows the dead never rest, Matilda.
3: The girls are just outside the door, Matilda. They'll be coming in.
0: No, it can't be. It can't be. But it is, Matilda. They're here to claim you both
2: right now. Open up to the end of the
6: law.
0: I don't mind admitting you gave me a real fright on this case, Margaret. Yeah, I
1: gave myself one, too. When I
0: came in that room and saw you out there in that chair, I thought I was too late.
1: The most reassuring feeling in the world was when I felt your fingertips on my pulse. Well,
0: I had to be sure you were all right. The minute I was convinced you were only doped, I was ready to go to work on them. How did you manage?
1: I suspected that the little old man wasn't what he pretended to be. So when they offered me tea, I managed to spill most of it. I did have to drink some, enough to knock me out.
0: Thank heavens you had the foresight.
1: But how did you manage to get back so fast?
0: When I caught Simon Ferret, I got the truth out of him. I called Weston and headed for the Chatfields.
1: Well, I'm certainly glad that case is over.
0: So am I, Margot. Well, I think we'd better stop somewhere and get uh, something to pick you up a little.
1: Fine. I'd love it. Anything but a cup of hot tea. (laughs)
2: At least a dozen times a day, you and I ask the same question of everyone we meet. The question, how are you? Yet, we never seem to find time to wait for the answer. Maybe we're afraid to wait because we know it won't be too encouraging. In fact, with some seven and a half million of our neighbors suffering from the greatest cryptos of all times, arthritis and rheumatism, it can't be. True, they suffer in silence because science as yet has not discovered any specific cure. They are helpless and will remain so unless you and I and everyone within the sound of my voice does something to help those who cannot help themselves. So send your contribution to Arthritis, Box 1200, General Post Office, New York 1, New York. That's Arthritis, Box 1200, General Post Office, New York 1, New York.
0: This story is copyrighted by Street and Smith Publications, Incorporated. All names and places are fictitious. Any similarity to persons living or dead is purely coincidental. Listen again next week, same time, same station, when the shadow will again demonstrate that... The weed of crime is bitter fruit. Crime does not pay. the shadow.
1: <laughs>
2: Next week, same time, same station, we bring you another strange and thrilling adventure in the shadows daring battle against the forces of evil. The part of Lamont Cranston was played by Brett Morrison, Margot by Grace Matthews. This program came to you from New York. Suppose you're driving along peacefully and suddenly one of those extra loud horns is blasted at you by an impatient driver who's in a hurry to get you, uh, round you or make you hustle up. Well, don't let him rattle you. Let him blow their horns. Let him pass you. Let him have the right of way if need be. Let him live and keep yourself alive. This is the Mutual Don Lee Broadcasting System.
0: Hindi cinema, the Sapse Bara blockbuster, the Makidar Hoga Entertainment, Jab Karan Joher, Aishman Kurana, or Manish Paul Host Karenge, Film Fair Kishandara, Film Fair Kim Manchbar Hong, Ranbir Kapoor, Karina Kapoor Khan, Karthikarian, Varunthavan, Janvi Kapoor, or Sara Ali Khanke, electrifying performances. To Hojayatayar for Hindi cinema's biggest celebration. Watch the 69th Hyundai Film Fair Awards 2024 with Gujarat Tourism on Sunday, 18th February, 9 pm, only on ZT.